Hey, David here. Today, I want to talk to personal trainers who might feel or have felt fake or synthetic when they're talking to members on their, their gym floor, to class attendees that they have, to prospects online, or even when they're making content. If you feel fake, there's something I want to share with you, which came up in a conversation with another coach that's on our program on a call on Monday night. And I think I, think I got through to her. I think with the help of some other coaches who also have been in this position, we managed to help her overcome what was a action-stopping barrier, an obstacle in her mind as to how she couldn't sign up as many clients as she, she could have and she wanted to have as many conversations as she, need, she knew she needed to be having. And I think with this very simple idea, um, we unlock something in her that has now led to her going and signing three clients within 48 hours that, uh, that I hope that you, that if you um, resonate with this, can borrow and go on a similar journey. So um, let me start, start this one off with a little story. I used to, um, when I was a full-time personal trainer, I used to train a semi-pro golfer in exchange for golfing lessons because at the time I wanted to um, improve my golf. Don't play anymore, or at least not currently, I haven't played in a while, but that's by the by. And we part of a lesson that he gave me was actually on a round. So we went for a round of nine holes, and he said, I'm going to coach you as we go round. And I said, great. And we played a couple of holes, and he, he stopped me at the third hole, and he said, can I make an observation? I was like, of course, yeah, like, please. And he said, when you approach the ball to play a shot, there isn't really much of a process. And I said, well, what do you mean? Of course, I wasn't aware of any kind of process that I should or shouldn't be following. And he said, all you do is you, you see the ball, you look at the hole, and you walk up, you take a few practice rings, and you whack it. And I was, my ball was going off left and right. I was hitting it too long. I was thinning it. it was, I wasn't doing very well. I wasn't playing good. And he said, think of it like this. He goes, um, you're, you're walking up, uh, standing by the ball and thinking about all the things that you need to do. Right? And stick with me on this one, team. So I was thinking, you know, my foot position, I was thinking about my hips, I was thinking about my, my left arm needing to be straight, what my head was doing, um, kind of where I wanted the ball to go. And I was trying to pack so much into my brain whilst I was trying to perform a shot, right? And he said, let's break this down. I want you to imagine that there is um, a think box and a play box. And the play box is where you play the shot. That's you standing up by the ball, that's you doing the do, that's you performing. Okay, stepping up to the plate. Whereas the think box is, is in a different physical location. It's you're standing before the ball, before you even approached it, and you're thinking about all the things, technical things that you need to be doing. And you need to, need to learn how to isolate the thinking and the analytical stuff in that space, and the performance is in a different one. So I stepped up, it was about 20 yards before the ball, and I did some thinking, I planned my shot, I thought about what I needed to do, and as soon as I left, that physical think, think box, I'd drawn in my, my mind's eye um, a white box around this kind of bit, a bit of grass that I could stand in where I was doing my thinking. As soon as I left it and I approached the play box, I was in a zone. I was just thinking about the result and what I, what I was trying to achieve in that moment. So, analogy over. Let's flip back to personal training. The problem that this coach was having is that they didn't have a think box and a play box, is that they were trying to analyze their behavior and what they were saying whilst they were actually trying to talk to a prospect. And the problem is that 
this person was now in conflict between thinking of the sequence or a structure or a bit of psychology that this person was trying to, to use in this situation rather than listening to the person in front of them, rather than using their eyes and letting everything go and just trusting that they now have enough prep sub, sub and unconsciously in order to operate and continue a really good conversation to completely submit themselves. Now, th this is a paradox, right? And I want to come to one of my favorite quotes um, in a couple of minutes, but it, it is a tough thing to get your head around because on one hand, yes, you do need structure. You do need an intention when you go to have a conversation, when you go to make content. Like we have an intention, we have an objective, but if we're taking, if we're being too analytical inside that actual conversation, we can come across as a bit of a robot. We can lose the, the essence of what it is to have that conversation or to make that piece of content, which is to try and totally let my or the coach, your um, objectives um, at, the, at, the, at the front door, leave that behind and just focus purely on what you have in front of you. That is the essence of the think box and the play box. And um, this person was feeling so fake and synthetic because they actually weren't 100% focused on the person in front of them. And so you have to some degree let go of what, you, what you've been working on and then just trust that you now have enough, you've done enough in that moment to give it your best shot. And sure, when that conversation is over, you can come back into the think box and reflect and analyze, how did I do? What did I do well? And what did I, do I need to do better next time? And that's where you can start to do your analytical thinking again. And so your personal development as a communicator, as a coach, is actually this constant movement between the think box and the play box, the think box and the play box. And actually, if we draw, if we kind of think on a longer time horizon now, it's how many times you can move between each space, thinking and analyzing and planning and reflecting and observing versus actually performing and doing and doing. We can keep moving back to and fro as many times as possible, as quickly as we can, you will improve enormously. And all of a sudden, this stuff just starts to become second nature. And if you haven't heard of it, there's a, a learning model called the conscious competence model, which basically there are four stages of learning where you go from initially unconscious incompetence, where you don't know that you're not really good at something. And that might be that maybe you're not good at talking, like actually communicating with people. And that might sound quite direct. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't mean to um, say that you can't speak. Of course, that's not what I mean. But effective communication, it might be that I'm not aware of all the sk additional skills that I'm yet to acquire. But the second phase is then I, bec I become consciously incompetent as I'm aware that I'm, I'm, I know I'm not doing some of these things. And so I've got to go to work on improving that skill set. And then the third stage is conscious competence. That means I'm aware that I'm doing it and I can still perform, but it's very conscious. It's quite mentally challenging. And then the fourth, which is what we're trying to at attain with, these, um, with this process, that is conscious incompetence. Sorry, co conscious, uh, unconscious competence. Um, hopefully you got that one clear at the end there. Sorry about that. Um, where actually I'm, I'm not aware and I'm not thinking and it's not difficult for me and I'm just doing but that comes, as I've said before, from moving between think and playbox, think and playbox, think and playbox, repeatedly over and over again, as quickly as you can, until you get to that stage of mastery. And so the, the, the quote that I'll leave you with today is, um, which is a really challenging one to, to get your head around, but it's helped me enormously, that is first rate intelligence and top class performance is the ability to hold two opposing ideas in your mind at the same time and still function. 
And what that quote really, really lends itself to in this idea that I'm sharing with you today is that we need to have this idea of analysis and observing and reflecting where I'm really thinking hard about what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it. But then we also have this letting all of that go and just submitting myself to the prospect in front of me, whether that's figuratively because you're making content or whether that's literally because you're in person talking to someone. And being able to, to wrestle with these two, these two ideas is going to be crucial to your ongoing improvement as a business owner. And I hope that's landed. I hope that's helpful to you if you have, you know, if you have recently or in the past felt fake or synthetic and have struggled to, to move past it, um, that you can use some of these ideas to get you having more conversations, which ultimately means more consults, more clients and a bigger and better business. And that's all for me today. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Bye for now.